Welcome to the Fizzle Show. <laughs> I'm just having fun, Corbett. Don't, don't look at me so that uncomfortable. way. Don't look at me that way. This is the Fizzle Show, everybody. Hi. Hi. Welcome to the Fizzle Show, where every week we talk about some uh, entrepreneurial stuff. Like, what are you doing here? What are you doing here? Will you start a business or something? Were you running a business? Is that what you're doing? I mean, I hope so. Because that's what this is about. And it's not just any kind of business. It's not like... I don't know. It's not like, how do you raise money from a venture capital? Or how do you... It's like, you can start a business just yourself on a laptop right now. And there's a lot of people listening to this show that run companies and all that other stuff. But you can also earn an independent living doing something you care about. And that's what we're all about. We call it Fizzle. Fizzle Show. Because, uh, because most businesses fizzle out. If you look at the statistics. Right? I think... I honestly haven't found the statistic that I really trust on that, but I just, I, I feel like I can look at my own life and the number of ideas that I've started up and just go like, no, no, statistically, that's correct. That's correct, right? And so the question is, what's the difference between you fizzling out, right, and you creating a business that supports you, your family, the lifestyle that you want to live, right? Don't fizzle out. Let's get you into a business idea that's like, right for you let's get you the tools and the education that you need the mindset the training the the motivation the vision to know where you're going and how to get there that's what this show's about and today's episode is a special one right because what we're going to talk about today what we're going to talk through today is we're going to be wrapping about real honest businesses that have been started in the last decade or something like that almost all of them um not like there's aren't like old school you know businesses that that you know sons and daughters have inherited from their from their fathers or something like that or mothers this is stuff that has been started in the last little while using the tools of the internet to create an audience that serves uh, that serves in a group of people who have a particular problem and helps them solve that problem and creates trust and engagement with those people and effectively effectively like transmits that trust and relationship into revenue right did you catch that Want me to redo that again? <laughs> All that list of things again? Yeah. No. <laughs> no. Um, uh, but like, these are business ideas and business examples that are that are like we think great examples of what is not only possible for you as an entrepreneur uh, in this day and age, but also what is likely probable. Right? These there's things about these businesses that are probable for you if you are able to apply yourself consistently diligently if you're able to sleuth out a real problem to solve and all of the things that our training courses teach you how to do inside of Fizzle. So without any further ado, Corbett Barr, how you doing today, sir? Great. Yeah. Yeah. That's neat. Feeling good. All right. <laughs> Steph Crowder, how about you? I am also great. Wow. Great. So we're all feeling good. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should get started on the show today. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and maybe remind folks what we were talking about last week, because this is really a continuation of the yeah. episode. Yeah, it is. It totally is. So the conversation last week was about this idea, and if you haven't listened to that, 
uh, yet. I highly recommend you do that before listening to this because it sets up the whole groundwork for like, hey, is it even possible to do this entrepreneurship thing? Yeah. You know, a lot of the times we've spent here in the Fizzle Show, we're working on nuts and bolts issues. We're helping you get into the nitty gritty on solving a specific problem about making your sales pages better, about understanding what the next step in your business is, about how to use this tool or that tool more effectively in your business. But this episode, episode 260, the one before the current episode that you're listening to was really about like, hey, let's let's take a deep breath and remember what is possible in small business in in this day and age. Let's remember not just what is possible, but then what is probable, right? It was really as focused in my mind. It's like the ultimate little pill to take, like 40-minute pill that you can take when you're feeling really depressed, um, uh, lethargic about your business. You've kind of lost the plot. You don't really know what you're up to. You're like, yeah. why am I doing all this work? Was the question we kept asking ourselves um, and answering, trying to answer. And Corbett, talk a little bit about this. We talked about this, like this difference between what is probable and what is prob- possible. Um, and like, to me, what I think of is, you know, it is possible for you to be, you know, as big as Taylor Swift. That's like within the realm of possibility, I guess, but it is not probable. Right. However, is it probable that you can earn a living as a musician playing music that you love and enjoy? You'll have to do the work on that. That's actually not my area of expertise, but doing a small business around a topic where you have some expertise and yada, 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 that is probable. So what do you think of when you think of the difference between what is possible and what is probable i don't want to piss on anybody's dreams like if if you know katy perry is listening out there or the next katy perry i, I don't want to tell oh, them by the way if katy perry katy if you're listening <laughs> hi my name's chase i'm the funny <laughs> okay, one okay, okay i'm the funny one um listen i have been listening to your music for oh my god so long i love it he's serious right now what, what's that one song? I came it like a wrecking ball. No, wait, that's not. Smiley. Oh, no, Katie, don't go. Don't. Oh, Katie left. So sad. So I mean, had the biggest the crush. The truth is, Katie Perry has blasted Katie Perry <laughs> in his Toyota Matrix before. Love it. I've been witness. See, it's love her dad. I really took us on a tangent there. My my point is. <laughs> I don't want to. If somebody has this dream, I don't even of, like Wrecking Ball. If somebody has this dream of being Taylor Swift, like you know, it is possible, and and good on you for pursuing it. However, the way this came up was, I have been reviewing case studies and success stories of Fizzlers, and realizing that the successes that people have are all across the board. Yeah, we have some people who are earning over a million dollars a year in their businesses within Fizzle. We also have some people who aren't making a living yet, but have said that they feel more connected to their work, more alive in the work that they're doing mm-hmm. than they have in decades. Yeah. And to me, that's a success story, yeah. right? And that is a very common outcome of pursuing entrepreneurship, that you feel connected to the work that you're doing. Yeah. So that's a, something that's probable. Yeah. Is it possible that you're going to earn seven figures? I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. I mean, it's possible. It's not probable that you're going to do that just because that's not what, you know, happens to most people. Yeah. But earning a living, supporting yourself is, is likely. 
Mm-hmm. If you put in enough work and it's something that you really care about. And if and you then, can, and if you also get creative with your life, like this is one of the things a lot of indie entrepreneurs start doing is they minimalize, they downsize, they get into, they realize like, where do I want to live? Like it doesn't, it's not necessarily the most expensive place in the whole world. Sure. I want to live in a place where I have the most freedom. Yeah. Which means I'm, I'm, I, I only work this much and we can afford this much over there. Like let's head that direction. Like yeah. this is all stuff that starts to happen. Well, and the cool thing is, like, you know, we just talk about earning a living because that's a, a very basic need that everybody has. Mm. The reality of life, you have to be able to pay your bills. But the other reality of entrepreneurship is once you get to that place, yeah. it is likely that you could grow your income faster than you could if you were at the same place in a career. Yeah. Right? Because there's all this unlimited upside. It's also likely that you could take that hour between nine and ten AM or whatever time kids go to school. Mm-hmm. Thirty. I don't know. Yeah. Don't worry about it, Corbin. <laughs> you're, out your, you're out of your element, Donnie. <clears throat> uh it's likely that you could take an hour off at that time or half hour or whatever to walk your kids to school. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Chase, I know that that's something you did with yeah. Aiden. You would, you know, race, race his bus on your bicycle. Or yeah. Something. yeah. So he could yeah. tell his kids, his friends, how cool his dad was or something. <laughs> Listen, Corbett, I, I feel like you're, you're revealing a little too much of my secret sauce here. <laughs> but that's something that's, that is, Likely, when you're an entrepreneur, you can you can decide how your day goes, right. you know, yeah. and, and where you live, and and you know, you also might be able to live in Mexico for several months, like yeah. like Chase and I are doing right now. There's all kinds of possibilities there, and a lot of them are very common. Mm-hmm. And so, what we thought we would do today is talk through, and I hope that the people who we're talking about don't mind. We mm-hmm. we uh, we didn't run this by them, and we may not get everything correct, but we have. Yeah. Uh, 10 examples or so of Fizzle members who run businesses that we're excited about. And we're going to talk you through a little bit about uh, how they built those businesses, what sort of topic they're on, what the business model is like. Yeah. And we're not going to, we're not going to, it's, it's a sensitive thing. I don't want to like reveal revenue numbers for each of these businesses specifically because, you know, it, it's not that important. But yeah. we'll tell you that. On this list, there are some people that are doing seven figures, mm. and there are some people who are getting by more modestly, but all of them are supporting themselves. Yeah. All of these people have been able to leave their day jobs. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this is so stinking critical to be reminding ourselves again and again and again. Now, listen, I don't know if this is something everybody needs to be reminded of, but, uh, if everybody's a little bit like me in this sense, then everybody needs to be reminded mm-hmm. of the difference between aiming at Taylor Swift and aiming at earning a living, doing something you freaking care about. Yeah. Look, a lifestyle that you actually dig. And you have to be, we talked last episode about this locus of control. You are the one making the decisions. You are the one making the decisions. So what do you want? How do you want your life to look? How do you want it to feel? Yep. How do you want your life to feel? I did a great talk at uh, the ConvertKit conference about that. If you uh, if you want to get pumped up about, I don't know, thinking about that kind of that that there's this idea that's like, how do you want it to feel? That has really revolutionized how I think about life. And I always fall off the wagon, you know, but I keep coming back to it. This sense that like it's not about you never get you never succeed, you guys. You never get there. Like, and then when you do, it's so likely that, that your people in your life go like, dude, you made it. You made it. Cheers. Cheers. And you won't feel like you've made it. You just won't feel it. Yeah. And this is so happens all the time. I always say that Prince line. He's just like, listen, dude, I've been to the mountaintop. Like there's nothing there. That's why he got like into Baha'i faith and why we lost him ultimately. 
because the Baha'i faith is dangerous. No, that was his pain meds. <laughs> listen, he's under a lot of stress, Corbett Barr. Yes. But I do listen to a lot of Prince because there's nothing on top of the mountain, Corbett. <laughs> do you, are, are you, is this a lifeline? Are you asking for somebody to rescue you from your tangent? <laughs> I, didn't, I feel like that last word made all the difference. All the difference. It was a pregnant pause. But I do feel like this matters so much to remember this that you don't need to aim it at Taylor Swift to have a lifestyle that you absolutely love. Yes. You don't need to be the biggest and the best and the brightest and a celebrity yes. that everybody knows to have a lifestyle you absolutely love. Let's, and let's talk about those, those, some real examples. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do it. So these, these people, these, this list that we're going to go through here, again, these are all Fizzle members with one exception that I'll call out when we get to it. Yeah. Um, and this is just a, a small representation and it's because these are people that I've talked to recently or, yeah. you know, we, we have gotten to know personally. But, uh, a couple of years ago now, we need to do this again, but a couple of years ago now, we just, sent an email to Fizzle members and said, hey, if you're supporting yourself doing, you know, through running your business, please answer these survey questions. Yeah. Well, 70-something people answered that survey, mm. all who were supporting themselves, yeah. earning a living, building their business. And collectively, those 70-something people were earning $783,000 a month. Mm. And they were, again, you know, some were three or four thousand dollars a month just getting by, ramen profitable sort of thing. Other people on the other end of the spectrum, we had one that was earning like a hundred thousand dollars a month. Wow. And everything in between. But on average, you know, they're doing ten or eleven thousand dollars a month. And there's a whole lot of other interesting details to those businesses. And we're going to talk about some of those things, the lifestyles that people live. But I just want to give everybody a sense that these aren't the only success stories. There's a lot more inside of Fizzle and there's a massive range of of success that comes with that. So let's jump into these. I'm going to throw out a name and we're just going to riff on yeah. what we know about these people yeah, and let's do it. that they run. And um, to begin with, um, I'll start and introduce the first one here. The first one is Matt Giovanisi. And people might remember Matt because Matt was a guest on the Fizzle Show about 10 or 12 episodes ago. Yeah. And um, in that episode, mostly we talked with Matt about partnerships because he had some interesting experiences with partnerships, but we didn't really get into the business that he runs. And um, he has a sort of an umbrella company in a, in a way. He calls it Ace Media LLC. And Ace Media has four properties in it right now. Mm-hmm. Matt has Swim University, which is the one that's been around the longest, and it's all about pool and hot tub care, yeah. believe it or not. It's yeah. a massively <laughs> successful site. I know that he has tens of thousands of people on that email list. Yeah. And um, he once made a pool care rap video that you can find if you go to the site. It was just <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah. And Matt, and Matt doesn't even like rap, but he's really good at it. Yeah. He's gone on to make several other rap videos for, I think it was for FinCon. Where FinCon, he made, yeah. He made like an intro rap video featuring a bunch of cameos with people. Chase was in mm. one of those, and Pat Flynn and a bunch of cool people. It, it's really fun. Matt's, Matt's just a really entertaining person. Yeah. But, He's got this umbrella company. He has Swim University. He also has Roasty Coffee, mm-hmm. which is about brewing better coffee. I think he says, learn how to make coffee so good, it'll make a hipster cry. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> tagline. And um, he also has uh, brew, cab- uh, brew Cabin, brew cabin, which is for beer, and one other one, oh, Money Lab, yeah. where he talks about personal finance. Yep. Matt's doing tremendously well. He's earning way more than he would in a regular career. I remember when he was 
you know, working a regular job not that long ago um, when he first came to Fizzle, and he's just been a tremendous success story. And I love the engine that drives him to create all of these businesses. Yeah. Just, he just has this like constant curiosity, like what if yeah. this would work? What if this would work? And they're all topics that he's interested in. And he's doing a great job. So talk to me a little bit about like the, the, okay, so first of all, I like to think about first when I look at a business, I think about the topic, right? Because I know that if I get to do a business on a topic that is interesting to me, yeah. then I, I, uh, I don't know, it gives me more juice, more energy, right? So first of all, what I think of when I hear these is, I mean, I've thought about starting up that like, that coffee kind of website, yeah. right? But I didn't have the same vision that he has. And I don't know to what degree his coffee website has been uh, successful mm-hmm. or not, because I just, I, 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 when I think about that, I wonder how much traffic it would need to get and what we're actually selling at what, at what uh, rates to get an affiliate. Cause we are not talking about the business revenue yet, but yeah. I know that it's an affiliate play there. Um, but I think about the topic. He also sells a course there. He sells a course. He sells there. a comprehensive course about how to how to brew coffee using different methods. Unbelievable, like twenty five bucks. Unbelievable. So the the at the first thing that I get out of this is just topic. Like these are just interesting topics. Interesting I mean, pool topics. care isn't that interesting to me but, personally. But uh, Matt used a uh, secret sauce there, which was he was familiar with pool care, right? And that's why he started the site. Yeah, something that he knew, and maybe it wasn't his life's greatest passion, but yeah, 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 he cared enough about it totally to start the site. And then Matt recognized after getting that site up and running that there was a pattern he might be able to follow. Uh-huh. You put out content that's useful to people who are looking. At how to do something online, yeah, and then you draw them to your site, get them on an email list, pitch them affiliate products, and maybe make a course for them. Mm-hmm. And he's basically stamped that out Just several times it. since then. Yeah, so it, it's a great business. It also, I know, has enabled Matt to move across country. He was a lifelong New Jerseyan uh-huh. and wanted to get out of there, and now he lives in Boulder, Colorado, which was recently named one of the happiest places on earth. And he could do that without having to worry about finding a job in Boulder, yeah, because his business is portable. Totally, you know, totally. So it's you know, there's the lifestyle aspect. Um, yeah, it's to wake up every day and make a rap video if he wants, or start a new business, or which comes with its own level of like like this isn't all rose colored glasses here, right? Sure. It comes with its own level of. Uh, of fear and and of uh, insecurity potentially right around like crap. What am I going to do next month or this month or whatever it is? Right. Yep. What's my next thing I'm going to do? But if those <laughs> businesses are are at a level where where you have to keep the plate sort of spinning, but it spins for a long time by itself once you give it a little energy, right? So for instance, the pool care. I know that he updates it like. Um, I don't know that for a fact, to be honest. I, I think I remember hearing that that he'll like he'll give it a good solid update every year or something like that. Yeah, Matt also has figured out something um, which is if you look at his sites, he doesn't have a traditional blog format where you know it's constantly updated. He looks at uh, instead of a blog being something that you update regularly, it's more like he's creating as many important pillar articles as he can. Yeah. And he's more apt to go in and update those and make them more useful if he finds that they're getting search traffic and make them convert better yeah. than he is to create new articles. He doesn't just create, 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 create because yeah. that ends up being a hamster wheel in a lot of ways. Totally. So Steph, when you, when you think of, of Matt's business and, and these kind of, Corbett, I, I actually maybe before we pitch it over to Steph here, tell us about like how an affiliate website like a Roasty Coffee or a, a Brew 
uh, cabin or something like that, or or in, in his pool site as well. I think a lot of the revenue is is coming from affiliate revenue, um, even though there's other there's other stuff going on. But um, can you explain that a little bit? Explain like like the the, the business model here. Yeah, so there are all kinds of um, opportunities out there for someone to sell something online and earn a commission for doing so to sell someone else's product. So the the biggest example out there is Amazon. Amazon has a program they call Amazon Associates. Mm. Anybody can sign up for this, and you can put a link to an Amazon product on your website. And if someone clicks through that link and buys either that product or anything else from Amazon within a short period of time, you get a commission on that product. And um, those commissions, I think, range from you know several percent up to like maybe ten percent, depending mm-hmm. on the product and the and the volume that you're doing. Yeah. But there are others. So, for example, in in pool care, I don't I don't know what the specific opportunities are, but you know, Matt may have partnered with some companies to earn a, a specific commission on specific products from one company, as opposed to going through something like Amazon. Amazon tends to be a bit of a fallback, like if you can't find a better opportunity, because you can sometimes earn even better commissions, like 20, 30, 40, 50% on um, digital products especially. Yeah. So you know, in terms of affiliate stuff, some of the bigger sites out there are affiliate sites like NerdWallet. I don't know if you're familiar with NerdWallet. But- I mean, I've definitely heard... Uh, of Nerd Wallet. Nerd Wallet is a, a site where you can go and get reviews on credit cards and bank accounts and things like that. Yeah. And they built that because maybe they love personal finance, but they also knew that you can earn up to a couple hundred dollars for referring someone who buys a credit card, signs up for a credit yeah. card. Yeah. Right. So they're just earning earning that way. Yeah. Now a lot of people hear about affiliate income and they they just think like, oh, that's what I'm going to do. But it's like a hard thing to do because you have to get Lots of traffic to your site, yeah. And, you know, then you have to actually get people to purchase and click and all this other stuff. And I do a lot of that with the bag videos that we've talked about a few episodes ago. Yeah, but um, but first and foremost, that's one of the things that's going on with Matt's sites here, and why he's able to why he's able to to create that that like that ongoing sort of that piece of content that lasts a long time, yeah. that gets a lot of traffic. And that and that over time can sell quite a bit of of pieces of of product, of, product, product. of something like that. Exactly. So so Steph, coming to you, like, what do you think of when you when you um uh when, when you I don't know how does how does Matt's business strike you? What stands out to you before we move on to the next one? I think that this is a really exciting example for people listening because, of course, one of the very most common things we hear from our newer stage business builders is, oh my gosh, how am I supposed to choose just one idea? I mean, how often do we hear that? People are like, well, I could start this kind of business or this one or this one. And we hear a lot of uh, resistance towards narrowing in on one thing because it feels like you're closing the door forever and ever. If you like running, sewing, and I don't know, crafts with your kids or something, it can feel like, how am I supposed to choose just one of those? But the cool thing about Matt's story is a great example of what we always teach, which is, you know, Matt got really good at his pool based business before moving on to some of these other things. And that's really true if you look at a lot of successful entrepreneurs out there who seem like they've got a whole bunch of different things going on. It can, I think, be a little dangerous to look at someone 
like Matt and say like, oh, well, he did it. He's got four different topics. I can do it too. But it's really important to point out that that was built, you know, one after another, like Corbett said, based on the learnings and success of the first one, he really kind of came up with a uh, repl- replicatable system in terms of like knowing what worked and was able to do it again with a different topic. But for those of us out there who are like, yeah, I have a lot of different things I want to try. I think it's really inspiring to know that, you know, Matt's not like, when he chose to start a business around pool care, he doesn't have to do that for the next 50 years. Like there's other opportunities that come once that business gets yeah. in a really solid place. So I feel like that's really inspiring for people who would identify as uh, multi-passionate. Yeah, no, that's a, actually a huge point. I, uh, Perfect and well said stuff. Okay, so I'm looking at our time here, and we're like halfway through this episode, uh, and we've only got one yep. example so far. So in the next ones, we should go faster. Maybe focus on on what is uh, what particularly interests you, Corbett, and you, Steph, and and me, Chase, okay. about about each one. Maybe, yep. But I think I want to get I want to make sure people know what the essentials of this business are yeah. too. You know like what I mean? Overview of the business. Yeah. And uh, the business model. So, Steph, why don't you tell us about the next one, which is Christina Scalera? Yes. So, my friend Christina Scalera, she is a former fizzler, a fizzle graduate, if you will. She's been on the Courage and Clarity podcast. She was one of my first. I think she was even maybe episodes three and four way back, like a year ago. Christina's awesome. And she has had a lot of uh, twists and turns in her own journey towards becoming an entrepreneur, but where she is today is she owns the contract shop. If you go to the contractshop.com, she's got a whole online, you know, e-commerce store that sells uh, peer reviewed, you know, legal documents to businesses. So, you know, when you need like terms and conditions or a contract to um, send to your coaching clients, or if you're a contractor, all different kinds of legal documents, uh, mostly contracts for entrepreneurs. And it's so cool because this is such a need. And, you know, most of us, like 99% of us out there as independent business builders, we don't know the first thing about legalese. And it's actually one of Christina's missions is to take uh, legal jargon type uh, documents and really make them digestible. And her products are great. And she runs this whole store. In the past, she's done more like client services type stuff, but she's really transitioned her entire business model to be the contract shop. And I love her focus. I love that it like the name is so clear in terms of what she offers. And she's really become like the go-to person for a lot of entrepreneurs, especially in the kind of female space. Everybody knows that Christina's got the contract that you need if you ever need something. So she's fantastic. She's a super hard worker and she's really become an influencer and it's just been really fun to watch her business take off because she decided to focus on providing this one really important need to people out there. Mm, Love it. What do you awesome? Yeah. What do you think of Corbett? Well, I think that that's a a really useful thing for fizzlers (laughs) and I, I was just sending myself a note to go look at it because I hadn't checked her business out recently. Um, do you know anything about Christina's lifestyle because of this business? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty sure we haven't caught up in a little while, but I do follow her on Instagram. I'm pretty sure she lives in Atlanta, but she spends at least part of the year in Colorado skiing. She's big into skiing. And I think she'll spend like a couple weeks at a time, maybe even a month or so at a time, just skiing and uh, bouncing around, I think with her, with her boyfriend, um, just doing what she loves, which is spending time on mountains, which I think is so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Totally. Love it. Um, all right, Chase, you want to take the next one here? Sure. Okay, cool. Why don't you tell us about Caleb Wojcik? Okay, so Caleb Wojcik, 
founder of the Wajbaum Institute. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be amazing. In in Djibouti. Um, is uh I love the like the like fifteen people who are like, oh <laughs> yeah. at that like the, that little string of inside jokes. Because Caleb used to be on this podcast. Caleb was a co-founder of Fizzle with, alongside Corbett and myself back in the early, early days. And since then he's gone and created his own business doing uh, doing video work specifically, but then also creating content around video work. He calls it the DIY video guy. Um, and he is, he's working with some of the, like the biggest entrepreneurs in, in like sort of what I would call, uh, what's that one word for mediapreneurs? Yeah. Some of the biggest mediapreneur types, right? Um, so a lot of his business seems is focused around, Currently, like selling services to people, like yep. here, I'll come help you make this video for your course, or this set, this bunch of videos for your course, yep. or be involved on a long term basis and a regular basis on helping you with your YouTube channel, yep. and uh, and we'll come and film your event. My crew will be there. You know what I mean? Yep. So a conference, exactly. Yep. Yeah. So that is that's the direction. That's like the that's the business model. Is is do he knew how to do video stuff? He loved doing video stuff. Loved geeking out about the technology and loved creating the shot and making the edits and making the video just right. Right. That's what he took and packaged up, and now he sells to people. Now, all, alongside that is the content side of the business, where it's like. YouTube channel and blog posts on like, how should I set up my, how should I set up my video studio and things like that? And then a course that teaches you specifically. Do you remember what the course gets you through by the end of it? Um, no, but you can check out DIYvideoguy.com. Yeah. And he also reviews, uh, cameras there. Yeah. It's, you know, equipment sent to him. Totally. He's got a lot of stuff going on. His, the, the services arm, I think it's called Caleb Wojcik Films. Okay. And he works with people that, you know, uh, listeners of the show know, I'm sure, yep. people like, uh, Pat Flynn and Amy Porterfield and others to, to film courses for them and, and, and YouTube videos and stuff like that. And we recommend him all the time. Yeah. So it's, it's fun because Caleb is a, you know, former Fizzle team member yeah. and has gone on to do great things. Um, we originally have- was just a, a, was a reader of the Think Traffic blog right. before it even became Fizzle. Yep. We have a podcast episode um, that Caleb caught us up on what he's been up to. Yeah, that's right. A while back, if people want the show notes for this, there's going to be a lot of really good links in there. Yeah, we'll have links to all of these businesses. Yeah, we'll also have links so far for the first three. We've got um, podcast interviews with each of them. Yeah, if you want to dive more into that. So yeah, where would people go for the show notes? Fizzleshow.co/slash two six one. And again, this is all in the context of what is possible and probable for you in doing a small business. Now, Caleb, he had a network of people that he had gotten to know by being involved in conferences, by by being a, a part of co-founding Fizzle and interviewing and getting to know people through all the work that we do there. That was what allowed him to, to br- branch out on his own and be able to get clients, right? So this is the kind of thing where it's, where it's like if you're creating that network of people by being around the space you want to be in, you can spin that off into a services business without like, not that it's going to be, you know, <laughs> all fairy tales and unicorns or whatever, but you've got the potential there to create an actual services business, right? Yep. So I love it. So what's next, Corb? All right. Next up, we have Andrew Feebart. And mm-hmm. Andrew, 
um, has been a Fizzle member for quite a while. And I remember when he was putting this idea together, he ended up partnering with a couple of other Fizzlers who he said really made the difference for him in being able to realize the vision of his podcast, which is called Listen, Money Matters. Yeah, And uh, that launched uh, maybe three years ago. He partnered with Matt Giovannisi, somebody mm-hmm. we talked about earlier, yep. to, to create that. And now he's working with another Fizzle member, um, Thomas Frank, yeah. and uh, he, as co-host of the show. Listen, Money Matters is phenomenally successful. Uh, they do, I believe, over 300,000 downloads a month wow. for the show. They have 1,000 five-star reviews in iTunes, and um, they're doing impressive revenue numbers as well. And Listen Money Matters is a personal finance show. Yeah, um, they came to it from the perspective of one guy knew nothing about personal finance, on uh, the show, and the other guy knew a little bit. Yeah, put it together and uh, talk over some beers. Uh, show. <laughs> so it's just kind of a, a classic podcast. You know, they they um, run sponsors on the show. That's their business model, and um, it's it's just a, an inspiring story that over the course of a couple of years, two three years. Somebody can have an audience of three hundred thousand people a month. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, when I think of that, I just think of this this podcast model. Th- there's this potential for it to get that big, but it like I almost feel like I want to say like it almost never does. You know, in terms of statistics, the number of hundred thousand listener plus podcasts are. I don't know how many there actually are compared to the number of podcasts there are, right? But, however, you can still earn nice side income or, or enough income to support your family with like, you know, two, three, four, 10, 15, 20,000 listeners right. uh, to a, like if you can work the, the sponsorship angle yeah. and create a course or have some sort of revenue generating opportunity. Cause a podcast is, you know, is the, audio version of a blog, the audio version of a YouTube channel, right? Uh, just a way to capture people who are interested in a topic and putting together an idea that makes sense and has, and that's fun is, uh, I mean, it's any, it's anyone's game now. It's anyone's game out there in the wild, wild West. Exactly. Um, all right, let's, uh, have Steph tell us about the next one who is Claire Pelletro. Oh yeah. Awesome. This is a good one. So, Claire Pelletro of ClarePels.com. That's P-E-L-L-S. Um, she does Facebook ad work. And most recently, she is helping other people out there become Facebook ad consultants, which is really cool because I feel like this is just such a timely business model. There's never been a better time to learn how to become a Facebook ad consultant. So she helps a lot of people out there learn how to do that. I think it's especially value valuable for like the VA virtual assistant types who want to be able to add something that's definitely next level to their suite of services. You know, instead of just doing administrative work, you know, it's possible now to help businesses grow their audiences using Facebook. And a lot of um, entrepreneurs and, and small businesses don't want to be wasting their time trying to learn the ins and outs because it's actually quite complicated. Um, there's a lot of things to consider in order to make Facebook ads profitable. So Claire is fantastic. She was a Fizzle member um, and she still is a Fizzle member, but she was really in her heyday back when I really joined the Fizzle team in 2015. And it's just been super fun to see um, her business evolve. She does a lot of workshops and then does um, very intensive courses to really 
to really give people what they need in order to provide um, excellent service for businesses that want to take advantage of Facebook ads. So really cool business model and um, one that's been like tremendously successful. It's been really fun to watch her grow. Mm, love it. What do you think of on that business model? Corey? Well, um, the, the business model is interesting because it, we often encourage people to do services as a way to really get to know their customers and what they need. Yeah. And then you can often turn that into a productized service or a course or something. And, yeah. and Claire's sort of done that, the mm-hmm. value ladder there, which allows you to reach different people or, you know, a different, a totally different um, subset of your audience. And on the lifestyle front, it's interesting because this business hasn't always been easy for Claire, but it has helped her. Uh, because she, I believe, lost her job for some reason at one point. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. was kind of thrust into this. Yeah, and I know that her husband, I believe, is from Argentina. Yeah, and she's been able to go back and forth. And, she lived yeah. in Argentina for a while. Yeah, right. And I know that she spent a lot of time back there recently. Uh, she says the internet there is horrible. Just FYI. <laughs> and um, I think she also had a baby in the, ra- uh, in yeah. the last couple of years. Yeah. yeah, a lot of stuff going on in her life, and this business has really enabled her to do all of that uh, seamlessly. Yeah. Um, all right, Chase. Why don't you tell us about the next one? And I, I just want to remind people. You know, we're we're going through these examples of businesses that were started by Fizzle members to show you what's possible. And we're not talking about superstars or celebrities here. Yeah. We're not talking about Pat Flynn or John Lee Dumas or Gary Vaynerchuk or Marie Forleo or Daniel Laporte or any of those mm-hmm. huge names. We're talking about sort of under the radar names. Some people who are just getting by modestly. Others who are doing a lot better than that, but what they have in common is they started a small and profitable business with a lot of possibility, a lot of upside, and these businesses are on all kinds of different topics, as you've seen so far and will continue to see. Yeah. And these people are able to live really remarkable lives because of it. Yeah. The next example we have here is a Fizzler who's been with us from the very beginning. Oh boy. We had uh, two rounds of Fizzle signups in the beginning that we called Charter Members. And Darlene Hildebrandt was in one of those first two rounds. She uh, has done a lot for the Fizzle community. And uh, Chase, why don't you tell us about Darlene? All right. I mean, do you remember her URL? I haven't been to her site in a while. Is it yeah. DP? She has a um, digital photo mentor. Okay. Yeah. And she also has her view photography. Yeah, that's right. Now, my, one of my favorite things about Darlene's business in recent years has been. The, uh, she's been able to sell out these trips that she does all around. I think she's mostly focusing on Central and South America to do photo trips. So Darlene's been a photographer for, for a long time. 30 years. She loves photography. She loves geeking out about it. She loves helping people figure out how to take better images, get a, get a better shot. And she started by writing some guest posts, I believe, back in the day on, on the big, uh, Who's Dar- what's Darren Rouse's? Mm-hmm. He, she was writing guest posts and she became an editor or, or a contributor, a regular contributor there. Yeah, to uh, Darren's, um, I, I'm, the name's going to escape me right now, but it's the basically the biggest photo site in the world. Yeah. Darlene became the managing editor of that yeah. within her first year of joining Fizzle and that opened a lot of possibilities for her, I think. Totally. So Darlene has been writing like online about photography for a while. Now she's got courses out and she gets booked to do, the, she creates these trips and she sells them out to go to, where did she spend the winter? Uh, she was in Colombia most recently. Yeah. She, I know she's done like Nicaragua and, and um, all kinds of Central American, South American countries. Yeah. And people go with her to do like walking tours and yeah. to learn how to be a better photographer yeah. with her. Sort of vacation. Mode, I love it. Right? 
And, and yeah, I, I think she, she loves it. And now her business is, you know, she used to be a studio photographer. You have to be in a place and yeah. be working with clients and so on. And now because she sells courses online, if she's not doing a tour, she can live in Colombia for the winter. Yeah. And like enjoy that lifestyle. Totally. Totally. It's a great example of the, of the shifts in lifestyle that you can get over time because that didn't start. It, it wasn't always like, it wasn't just like easy whiz bang, like, it's all of a sudden working like right off the get right off the bat, right? It took Darlene work and relationships and making this post and that post and doing these posts over there and now creating this course and then building that course and then trying to sell more of that. And you know, it's kind of like every step sort of adds on top of it until eventually, whoa, dude, we got some momentum going. Yeah. Yeah. And, and to, and you know, if you think about people's stories like Darlene, who you've watched over the years or people like Matt Giovannisi, who you've seen launch a lot of different projects and, and work really hard on certain courses and things, they don't always pan out. Yeah. Sometimes you put effort into something and it goes nowhere, but other times you put effort into something and you get outsized results. You get yeah. more than you bargain for more than you should based yeah. on that effort. And so it all like like you said adds up and adds to momentum. Yeah. Time. Totally. All right, our next example here is um one of the more successful people on this list. I looked recently and his YouTube channel has 500,000 subscribers now. Wow, man. This is Scott Divine who mm. runs a site called Scott's Bass Lessons. Mm. And um you guys may have heard of Scott. He's he's a tremendous success story, but he started out um, back in the early 2010s, 2011, something like that, by putting up a couple of videos on YouTube. And at some point, um, three or four years ago, he found himself with a modest but avid following of people who were coming to his YouTube channel to um, to learn how to play bass. Yeah. We're talking about electric bass. He's a really he was a professional, really great at playing bass, and he ended up turning that into. A member community, sort of like we have at Fizzle. If you go there, you'll see that he has courses and he has live weekly hangouts and he has monthly coaching sessions. And people join this. I believe it's around $150 a year or something like that um, if you pay yearly. And you get access to all of this stuff. And I think he's served over 25,000 people now through this. And um, like I said, he's you know the largest base instructional community on the web. Yeah. And um he lives over in London. I know that he partnered with at least one other Fizzle member, maybe more, but Jeff Chalmers mm. uh, became his community manager, yeah. a Fizzle member, and um Scott just every time I look, you know, I don't talk to him very often, but like once a year or something when I remember, <laughs> I go and check again and it's like everything's like quadrupled for him. He's, wow. he's one of these examples that's a lot of um we talk about possibility versus probability. Yeah. Scott's one of those that's like all possibility. Yeah. You know? And if you you hit on the right vein, there's a lot of people out there looking to learn how to play bass. There wasn't a whole lot of competition yeah. on YouTube when he started. And he just found a really rich source of gold and he's just mining for it now. So cool. It's so cool because I mean, when you're a musician, you love music, right? And love and playing music is different from teaching music. Yeah. But when you get to make the rules of what you're teaching and how, and you're in your home studio and you're setting up a video to do, you know, I think, cause the thing, like a lot of people will hear the idea of a membership site and I think they immediately go like, Oh, that'd be fun. I'd like to do that. And they don't understand that. It's a it's a rigorous workload to yeah. make sure that there's enough great course content there 
on the regular for people to continue re-upping their payments and stuff like that. So um, I really salute Scott because he's done a great job. The whole site looks great, and feels great. The cool thing about Scott is he's a, a self-professed technical Luddite. <laughs> he mm. knows nothing, basically, he said, or at least when he started. And he's been able to find enough help to put together a really beautiful looking site, a really compelling offer yeah. and a great uh, structure to his community inside. I love it. So that's a great example of like, yeah, I like the way you put that. And like, this is an example of the possibility. Like mm-hmm. it really grew for Scott. Yeah. All right. Uh, Steph, I, let's see, I don't mean to throw you all of the women on the list here, but um, why don't you <laughs> tell okay, us, I can, I can represent the ladies. <laughs> all mm. right. Why don't you tell us next about Beth Hornback? Yes, our friend Beth Hornback. A lot of you guys listening may have heard her on the Fizzle Show not too long ago. I'm sure we'll link it in the show notes, but she had a, a great episode with us all about her story. And um, she's a fun one because maybe she's more one of the like very most recent success stories, which is cool. She has a website. Um, it's recently changed names. It was known as Eat Within Your Means, a food blog. And in the new year, she has changed it to Pass the Plants. And it's really dedicated to um, recipes that can help you incorporate more vegetables, more vegan based, you know, plant based cooking into your diet for your family and people that you care about. Um, but she's not necessarily like exclusively vegan. And I love that about her. She makes it very approachable. So it's really not about being like super regimented with like, you can never have anything but plant-based foods, but instead she sees it as a positive, which is the more we can get plants into our diet, the better. And I was actually having a conversation with her just this past weekend. And she was telling me that in her Facebook group, she's doing this new thing called pass the blank. So March is going to be past the parsnips. So she's asking her audience, like what vegetables do you guys want to focus on in the month of March? And as a community, they're all going to be sharing recipes around one particular vegetable. I just think it's so cool. It's so inventive. And, um, Beth is just such a great one. She, I mean, just to watch her succeed recently has been amazing. As a food blog, she has been able to build a lot of traffic. I believe at one point her spaghetti squash, like if you literally Google how to cook spaghetti squash, she was like number two on Google for a, a while. And um, what an amazing thing to happen. Again, back to like what's possible. She ne- That wasn't really a strategy. Just It just happened. And yeah. uh, as a food blog, there's so much opportunity to get advertising dollars. So I know that's been um, a huge you know, primary part of Beth's um, revenue to the point where she w- was able to replace her corporate income and be at home with her two kids because she's got two little kiddos, which is amazing and what she's always wanted. Um, And now she's kind of starting to pivot to look at maybe some meal plans and and looking at diversifying her income a bit more. But what I love about Beth is just the doors that have opened for her. I know she's been able to do a lot more video lately. She's got a little cooking segment, I think, on a local news channel out there in in Portland or Vancouver, Washington, across the river. And um, she's just great. She's just rocking it. And she's pursuing uh, what's interesting. And when you talk to her about why she cares so much about the mission. She loves like the thing that really lights her on fire is like hearing audience members email her and say things like my dad who hates vegetables said he couldn't believe this was a vegan dish. And it's just so cool to talk to somebody about why they're doing the thing. You know, it's easy to get caught up in like, how do I make this make money? But for for Beth, if you talk to her, she really is all about connecting with her audience members and helping them um, create plant-based dishes that their kids and dads and husbands and family members will actually really, really enjoy. So she's been a super fun one and it's been it's been awesome to watch her be able to replace her corporate income and make this her make this her full-time thing. She made me some uh, vegan pho once and I really liked it. Really? <laughs> I really liked it. 
Wow. Yeah. I love that. It was very good. Yeah. It's, it's, it's funny. She's like a regular segment on AM Northwest, which is broadcast <laughs> in the Portland area on channel two or something, I think. And, um, it's like, you know, when you see anybody like, like, um, coming on yeah. Regis and Kelly or something, yeah, yeah, yeah. show them like the latest recipe. That's what she does. It's just the local market. She That's so cool. Regular segment. So, so cool. It's pretty awesome. Uh, all right. Next chase is going to tell us about another oldie, but goodie Fizzler who's been around yeah. a long time and recently has resurfaced and he's been giving everybody a lot of really great advice members inside of fizzle. Um, cause he just loves the community and wants to give back. He got so much from being a fizzle member as he was formulating his business idea. And in fact, Chase, I remember you had some coaching sessions with him yeah. way back when as he was making a transition from basically being a blogger to this new business. Tell us about Tom Ross. So Tom Ross, he was a fizzler back in the day when he, uh, like you said, was, was trying to build a blog. And then he had this other thing going on that he couldn't really talk about. But I think he won, some, he won something that, allowed, that got him like six weeks of coaching with me or six sessions or something yeah. like that. And what's so funny is through those sessions, we talked all about his blog. And he's like, I'm really excited about this other thing that's coming out where I'm partnering with a couple other people, but I can't tell you about it. We can't talk about that. I'm like, well, what? What? Like, if I, he kept bringing it up so many times that I was like, well, what? It, he's like, I can't tell you about it. And eventually he launched it. It was a, it was a, a, a website called Design Cuts, which to this day, I still don't necessarily understand what it does, but what I do know is it got really big. Yeah. It got very successful. Do you remember specifically no, know, what the value exactly, prop is? I know exactly what it does. Uh, it is uh, basically a flash sale site for designer. That's tools, right. Vectors and vectors, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, they, they offer deals and you can buy something that normally would cost you $300, like some plugins for Photoshop. You get it for like 90% off. That's right. And um, I know it's been up for a few years. His team is nine people now. Yeah. And wow. he has saved their customers over a hundred million dollars. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's wild. Right. And that is that. Can you imagine going from zero to nine people on a team in, in a couple of years? In a, yeah. like two years, yeah. three years maximum. So Tom's great. I loved having these like, like it was always late night his time because he was in the UK. And he'd be in, in his apartment or something like that. He's like, oh my, I just can't wait for, for this new thing to launch. It's really bad Tom Ross. <laughs> it's really bad Tom Ross, but it's the only English accent I yeah. could do right now. Do for everybody. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, what I like, what I like about this, bi- this business so much is Tom's a good designer and he was able to just take this thing he was doing for clients and, and that he had learned another one of those secret sauces where it's like you do something in a, in an area of expertise of thing that you have experience in and you don't have to be the best of the best of the best yeah. to create something that all that reaches a wide number of people. Yep. So, um good on you Tom Ross, man. Yeah. All right, let me tell you about the last example on our list real quick yeah. here. The last one is Kevin Geary who is um has been a trainer, he's very into uh personal fitness and he started a site called Rebooted Body. And I love this example because um, fitness is a very crowded space, yeah. right? And you have to come up with a unique angle on things if you're going to succeed. And you'll find that Kevin is, um, he's a very uh, emphatic speaker mm. when, you, when you hear him speak about fitness. Uh, and he's been able to put together a site that has 
several different courses around diet, around fitness, and he also has like an all access pass where you can get all of this. He also does speaking events um, because people find him through his site. Mm. But I know that since he started Rebooted Body in 2013, he has earned a tremendous amount of revenue. He's doing very, very well. He has a small team uh, with a number of freelancers and, and other people supporting him. And he gets to do what he loves and not have to be beholden to the grind of working for clients, like yeah. specific, you know, serving people one on one, which, as we've said, is a great way to get started. It can be a very invigorating thing to do mm. uh, to a certain level, but it's often draining for people if you have to see like, you know, five clients a day, like our, our friend Doug, you know, yeah. who's, who's a um, Chinese medicine doctor, he has to see some days he sees 14 patients in a day. And I wow. just know how draining that is. So, yeah. You know, it's best if you can serve clients on your own terms when you want to and in the amount that you want to. And if you're able to supplement seeing clients with courses like Kevin has done with Rebooted Body, it just opens up a whole lot of freedom and, and possibilities. Yeah, totally. Love it. Love it. That's, I mean, these are such awesome business examples because they're not like, they're not this massive celebrity thing and they're wildly successful. Mm hmm. They're, they're allowing their founders to live lifestyles that are aligned and inspiring to them. You know? Yeah. Like that is, and, and that is like, <laughs> what more do you want? Like, what else do you want? Well, like, and, and what I love about this, like to toot our own horn for a minute, you know, we picked, we, we, we started this, um, not sure which examples we were going to use. And we talked about using examples of friends and things. Yeah. But we ended up picking 10 people who are all Fizzle members. And what I love about this is just thinking about how in every case here, we've had long conversations with these people. We've had coaching sessions. We've seen them on Fizzle Friday. Mm. They've been active in our community. They have worked with other Fizzle members. And we're not going to claim that we're responsible for all of their success. They're yeah. responsible for all of their success. They're yeah. the ones with their asses on the line mm -hmm. doing the work. But here we are with this like simple little service, you know, that costs people $39 a month and they have made tremendous progress and met people who are instrumental to their journey. Yeah. With that simple model, you totally. know, with the, with the courses and the roadmap and things that we put up and it's just really great to feel like we have put a lot of value out there in the world and to see the results of that in these people who are Controlling their own destiny, and not only that, but now they're hiring people. I mean, if you added up all the people yeah. on the teams of of these ten people, like there are a lot of lives changed and ripple effects from that work. So totally, I love what we do, and we don't talk about it all that much. But I'm really glad we get to share these success stories. I love it, Steph. Mm -hmm. Anything to say in closing here? No, just a just an amen to that. It really is. I, I hope this has been, and I trust that this has been really inspiring and reinvigorating for people. And I think for for us running Fizzle, it it it's just so fun. It's fun to take a step back. And maybe people out there like maybe do this in your own business in your own pursuits. Take a step back. I, I noticed that all of us are very hard on ourselves because the to-do list is always longer, it feels, than what the to-done list says. But take a step back and read some of your happy customer testimonials. Read some success stories. Think of those times when someone's reached out and told you that they cooked one of your recipes or they you know, watched one of your YouTube videos and learned to play bass because of you or whatever the case may be. It's really powerful to celebrate these things in your businesses. So I hope it's been inspiring to see what's possible. And I also encourage people to, to do this for themselves in their own pursuits too. 
Love it. And uh, I'll also just say for more inspiration, you guys should check these businesses out. We've got links yeah. to all of them. We also, in some cases, have links to podcast episodes and other things where you can go and dive even deeper into these businesses. And just remember, these are all regular people who just, in some cases, two, maybe three years ago, didn't have a business on their hands. Yeah. And now they're all wildly successful. So go and click on their links and look at their businesses and read their about page through the lens of knowing that they're just a regular person, just like you or me, who had enough courage to go and try to start something. Yep. Love it. All right, guys, that's episode 261 of The Fizzle Show. To get the show notes here, all you have to do is go to fizzleshow.co slash 261. It's fizzleshow.co slash 261. And while you're there, while you're there, you should click the link to the Fizzle Toolkit. All right? Inside of that, one of the one of the guides, there's several guides in there and exercises that are going to help you make better sales pages, make better blog posts and podcasts, help you figure out what the next strategy and step is for you and your business. But one of them is the top 10 episodes of The Fizzle Show that you just cannot miss. There's a free guide in there. You can get that all at fizzle.co slash toolkit. I want to thank you guys for listening. Find care, take care, serve hard, and dig in. All right, y'all. We'll talk to you next week on The Fizzle Show.